Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten. I want to thank you for tuning in. This episode is meant to help those towards the path of forgiveness for the ones who've been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I have learned from forgiveness, and I give it to you, the audience. And today, I have a very special guest with me, Christopher Maxwell, who comes with his story about anger, hatred, and yes, you read it in the title, how someone spit in his face. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard that, man, my soul left my body because I I honestly don't know what I would have done. But he comes to us with a story with even though throughout all of that, he still forgave her. Here's the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Christopher Maxwell. Say what's up to the people. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Just glad to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for... Thank you for coming for this. Uh, we got connected through our mutual friend, Katia, who actually did another episode. And she hit me up and she said, Dwayne, you got to talk to my man's Maxwell. I'm like, the singer? No, not the singer. The one he works with me. He has a powerful story. And then when we connected, me and you, you told me a little bit about it. And I was already intrigued. And before the phone call was over, I said, I want you on this podcast. So again, thank you for yeah, uh, I your totally story. Appreciate it. So well, thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so I want to start. You know, being able to share my story. Go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to ask this question to you. You have to sing karaoke. What song do you pick? Mm, for, <laughs> for for me, I would say a song that I always do at karaoke would be. Um, what is that Maxwell song? It's uh, Ascensions. Uh, Ascensions don't make me wonder. That would be Ooh. one. That's one of my classics. Or I would go old school and maybe do um, Always and Forever. I could do that one pretty good. Oh, that's a beautiful song. Man. I love <laughs> oh, yeah. that song. I, I grew up on the classics. <laughs> me and my wife, uh, we danced to that as our first dance on our wedding, man. Sweet. See, look, I see. God don't make mistakes, man. man those, what? Those, that's timeless music right there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, it was just beautiful, man. I loved it. I really did. It was just good, good, good slow dance song. You know, we just sing it to your your loved one, man. It's, it's it's beautiful. Exactly. And so, mine. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a hip hop head. I would go with Otis by Kanye West and Jay Z. Okay. I know both parts. And I did that at my friend's birthday party. And okay. they were looking at me like, Dwayne, you know this song? I said, backwards and forwards, backwards yeah, and forwards. Don't yeah, play with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, don't get it. Like, don't get it messed up. <laughs> exactly. And my friend, who will remain nameless, was supposed mm-hmm. to be, be Kanye. He didn't know his part. So I just ended up doing both parts. Oh, okay. Hey, so I you took like, over. <laughs> he did the whole song. <laughs> I did, but it was all good, though. It is mm-hmm. all good. Yeah, man, I love karaoke because it, it gives you a chance to test like your range and you know just have fun with it. You know, as exactly. long as you're having fun with it, it don't. You know, as long as because I've seen some people, you know, like bomb, like really bomb. <laughs> so you know, I just be thankful. I used to sing in the church choir, so 
that's where that's where my love for music. Which choir? Um, I was in. I went to Mount Jesuit growing up, right gotcha. there on Riggs, on Riggs Road, right okay. off. Of, um, what is that? Off of South Dakota. Got you. Got mm-hmm. you. I sung at FBCG. I was probably the young adult choir. I was there. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. And our mutual friend Katia, she was on the praise and worship team. I said, I'm not that good. So yeah, I'm just yeah. going to stay in the back. Yeah. 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 I can, I can. Let me, let me stay in the background with the choir. <laughs> oh my goodness. So when you gave me just a little bit of the preview of your story, I was already intrigued. So please tell us the full story of it, of what you've gone through, sir. All right. Um, when I when I first when I first met the mother of my child, my first child, my son Gianni, um, you know, of course, when you're young, you know, you you in love, you meet somebody that you know can compliment you, and you know, and and they accept you for who you are, and they don't judge you. So you you know you fall for people like that. You know, when you're in your early twenties, you don't really know what love is, but you think it's love, but it's you know it's really like more it's more lust and not saying it's not love and not love about it because you all created a child together and you made a conscious decision to create that child together mm-hmm. it, uh, it 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 puts you in a uh because this was her second child and this was my first child mm-hmm. so she was um in the relationship she was real like strong-headed dominant you know she kind of wanted to dominate the relationship and you know i'm already a man i'm already over 21 you, you know, she wanted to kind of re-raise me. And I yeah. told her, I was like, you know, you can't do that. Like, I'm already grown. You know, we were going to have this child together. She told me when she broke up with me, she told me that um, either we're going to have it together and be together or I'm going to do it by myself. Wow. So, you know, that was, that's what created the conflict in the beginning. Because I was like, you know, no, we made a conscious decision to have this child just because we're not in a relationship, you can't do that. You know, that's not right. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna fight it, <laughs> you know. And that began, that began one of those situations where it was just a lot of um, like a lot of volatile situations where like she tried to harm me, you know, um, oh. put me in a position. Yeah, she like she put me in a position like where like where I had to defend myself from her, you know, and wow. Yeah, it was it was it was bad because all because we weren't together. You know, when women she she experienced some some hard things in her life, and that made her uh, have a um, I would say a a disliking to men. But when she shared when she shared with me what happened to her, you know, it's a bad thing. It's what you know a woman wouldn't dare what you know something to happen to her like that. You know, and so she started. So yeah, we're talking about just her. Yeah, this is just her. Gotcha. And I'm just trying to give you a background so you can kind of understand that some of the things that she was involved in. Okay. And um, from that from that traumatic situation that she went through, it caused. I think that's why she had that dominant mentality. Wasn't that type of person. So she appreciated that, you know. But it's like she kept pushing and pushing and pushing me to the edge, whereas though, you know, it was like, okay, look. I don't want to put my hands on you, but I'm not going to let you hurt me. You know, <laughs> but my father, he raised me not to put my hands on women, you know? Right. right. And she, you know, she did something to me that warranted, that could have warranted me putting my hands on her. Oh, wow. And I, I didn't like how that made me feel 
because I would never hurt a woman or right. anything, you know, and the situation she put me in, I was, um, you know, she came up to my job and uh, I had just served her the, the uh, court papers to take her to court so that she couldn't keep me from my son. So I was like, you know, I knew how to file paper, paperwork at the court building. I paid for a lawyer. You know, I understood the law and how it worked and, and I was in DC and so, um, filed the paperwork. She got served at her job. So she left her job and came to my job. And when she came to my job, when you get off the elevator, my desk is like right there. She got off the elevator and she like hog spit in my face. Like I'm talking about one of them old granddaddy hog spits. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Yeah, man. I'm talking about it hurt, hurt my heart, you know? Like I, I immediately saw rage. You know, eyes and in my heart, you know, I stood up, stood up immediately and like I balled my fists up and I started walking towards her. She started, she tried to get on the elevator real quick, but it closed on her. And uh, she started saying out loud, you better not hit me. You better not hit me. And then my, some of my coworkers started coming out. And um, so she, it was a, it was a bad situation. And, and uh, you know, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't hit her, you know what I'm saying? I just, in my heart, I really wanted to though, you know? Yeah. Like, cause I was like, why would you do something like that to me? You know? I hear you. And, and, it, and it hurt, man. And she still, even to this day, she still ain't never apologized for it. My son's 21, but it's all good. You know, it's all good because I had to, you know, let go. I had to let go of that feeling and that, and that hate that I had in my heart for her. Absolutely. That, that made me that made me hate her, you know, and, and I didn't feel good because she was always kind of waving my son back and forth in my face. and It just wasn't a, a good situation for me. And so that affected me emotionally. And, you know, I, I lashed out a little bit. You know, I, I can take responsibility for the stuff I did, but I always wanted to just be there for my son. You know, and she knew that. It's just she was mad that, you know, we wasn't in a relationship no more. And she knew I wasn't the type of person that was going to treat her bad anyway. Like, we we both mutually agreed to have my son Gianni. It wasn't no uh, enough something that just happened accidentally. You know, we had these plans because we was in love, you know? Yeah. We, so we thought, you know, we was in love. She know I still, I'm going to always love her because I gave her her only son. Mm-hmm. So... She'll always, we'll always have that connection, whether we talk or don't, you know, because sometimes you know, we off and on. Now, as we older, we're a lot older now, she still have her ways that she live and the lifestyle that she live. And I don't judge her for that, you know, because that's what she choose to live. That's, that's her life. Right. But it affected my son. And so, you know, I, I feel a certain way, but I can't tell him how to live his life. All I can do is share with him how I live my life. Right. You know, he gonna live his life the way he wanna live his life. But I felt good that he was he was um, comfortable enough to share it with me. You know what I mean? That was that I, I felt like that was a dope experience for him to be in a good space where he could share that with me. You know what I mean? That's good. And as though our relationship was so off and on, she only kind of reached out to me when she needed me to like discipline him and get him back on track. That's when she would contact me. Gotcha. Other than that, that, she would keep him. It was one of those type of situations. And so, you know, I had to deal with it until he got old enough where she couldn't handle him. She had to reach out to me, you know, 
And from that point, me and my son reconnected. You know, he was like 16 because I hadn't seen him for about maybe seven years prior to that. Whoa. Yeah. So it was a it was a it was a difficult situation because she just wanted to have wanted to be in control, you know, and I wasn't going to let her do that because I wasn't raised like that. You're not going to you know, I I do. As I think back, I do wish I would have fought a little harder, you know, with the court systems. But she was so elusive, you know, I couldn't really catch up with her. She was moving here, moving there. Then she started getting child support. Uh, in Maryland for from another dude because she and she didn't let me sign my son's birth certificate when he was born. So we man, wow. we went through, yeah, we went through a we went through a lot, man. And yeah. so it was uh, you know, it just made me it made me have hate in my heart. And I ain't never had hate in my heart for nobody. You know, even though I still I knew I would never do nothing to her, but I felt like, you know, it crossed my mind, you know, and I didn't like that because I didn't have no other way to get out that frustration or energy, you know? And I didn't want to do something stupid, you know, and jeopardize my life and my freedom. Absolutely. Just just on the strength, just on the strength because I'm mad, you know, I just had to man up, take it on the chin. I've seen that happen to a lot of people where anger did cost them. Yeah, man. And to the point where they were just like, they, they regret it. Yeah. And yeah, I can understand, understandably so. When, you know, when somebody back you into a corner, it's like, what do you do? It's fight or flight. You know, that's how I was raised. And, you know, when I was younger, you know, we used to fight all the time. Man. Then, then, then we graduated, you know, people started pulling guns. So we had to pull guns, you know. Yeah. We didn't want to, but what we gonna do? We ain't nobody fight no more. Yeah. <laughs> the know, sad so part is, like, that's facts. That's not nothing but facts. And it's unfortunate that we have to be in that mindset, but these are the times we're living in, you know. Yes. So, but we you know we always we on defense. We you know we always on defense. But you know, it's back to the story of her. You know, it's just going through that relationship. You know, I had to figure out a way to get that frustration out of me. And you know, I I, I had a um, I wasn't in church like I used to be, and I was just doing what I wanted to do just being, being angry. I was angry at, at the world because I couldn't see my son. I couldn't like be there to watch him grow up. Yeah. It was only on her terms, you know, when she wanted me to be around. Good. So I want to, I want to say kudos to you. And I definitely give you a lot of respect for that because when you said she spit in your face, like I'm thinking, you know, when you talk, you know, Nah. You say it, don't spread that little bit of like, okay, Angel, but you said hog spit. One of them. Oh, nah, man. Like, hey, I'm man. not going to lie. You, man. Hey, look, I almost, almost, man, I almost knocked her head off her shoulders, man. And I'm glad I didn't because I would have went straight to jail because I was already dealing with a little case that I was on probation for. So, See? you know, and I'm very glad. I was, I'm very all glad. that stuff I was. I was thinking about my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, just all the females in my life, man. My father always told me never put your a man that put his hand on a woman, he less than a man. Yep. I, said, I ain't never want to be less than a man. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's nothing never. but facts. In my nothing life. Nothing but facts. So I'm not gonna let no woman hurt me. I'm not I would never close fist no woman. I would never, you know, smack no woman. I just that ain't my that ain't my thing. I wanted to say this to you. When you say that even to this day, you never received any apologies for what happened. 
How did you let go of the hate in your heart? How did you do that? Man, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like when it, when I was first initially going through it and then I met my wife and then she kind of, you know, me helping her with her kids, mm-hmm. helping raise her kids, kind of fill, fill that void of my, me and you know, I having that relationship with my son. Mm. So that was kind of the first blessing that came after that situation so she kind of she knew what i was going through because she was with me as i was going through a lot of it i got you so so and so another so i would say from hearing that would you say that having the right people around you helped you with that yeah definitely definitely i I feel like god put those people in my in my path to to fill that void and to to help remove a lot of that hate that i had for her very good he definitely, he, he definitely, he definitely used them because I was so focused on helping her raise them and just trying to live, move on. Because my father, he used to tell me, he said, son, you know, sometimes in life, you got you to gotta cut your losses and move on. Man, what? And, and I didn't understand that at the time because, you know, you don't want to let go of what you love. You know what I'm saying? And that was my son. You know what I mean? That yeah. was my flesh and blood. Yeah. You know, he, looked, he looked just like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wasn't going, you know, I didn't want to give up on him. Of course not. Like you said, that's your son. Of course not. So, you know, they, uh, but I understood that I had to give things time, you know, for people to grow up and for them to heal from some of the stuff that they've been through in their life. Okay. You you have to think about others more than yourself as you learn, as you learn about your spirituality, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about others before yourself. That's the only way God can really get all that glory, you know, because you weren't put here for your own benefit. And, and people need to understand that we were put here to, for others and, and, and vice versa. People, other people were put here for us, <laughs> you know. And so we have to we have to love on them people and help build those people up as often as we can and to help each other because everybody needs forgiveness. You got to let go of stuff because it'll, it'll turn into a cancer and you can't you can't grow you know god can't use you if you're not forgiven how can he use you how can he make you how can you even think you can be better if you don't let stuff go you know? nothing i don't be i don't try to change people i can change myself how i feel about them yeah i know i can do that and i know that'll make me feel better yeah because i'm taking i'm taking all that negative energy and i'm putting it into something i, something I care about and something that, you know, even when I see my 10 year old right now, you know, she, she, her love is genuine and I know it's genuine. You feel me? Yeah. And, so, and, and she not even my biological child. You know, I adopted her when I was, when she was two. Oh, that's me, nice. Me and my ex-wife, we've been raising her, you know what I'm saying? Cause her mother, you know, not in her life and stuff. So I'm all the father she know. Gotcha. You know? And when I see her and when she see me and we embrace each other, it's like, you know, that's the, that's the love that God, you know, speak about in his word. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that innocence of a child and that, 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 that genuineness, man, that's, that's some unconditional love, man. When your child express love like that to you, you know what I'm saying? And I know what that is. That's real joy right there. That's not happiness. Yes. People want to say, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. No, I want to be joy. I want to have joy in my heart. And that's, that's what that come from. When your kids look you in your face and they say they just like they just love you just because you you 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. And, and man, that, that just give me life right there, man. That's like fuel. That's fuel for me to grind hard and, and, and provide for them and, and, and make their lives as comfortable as I can. That's good. You know, until That's my time really is up, you know, because I know I'm not going to be here forever. That's what my father used to tell me, you know, because he passed away like six years ago. My and condolences, man. Yeah, when I lost him, I appreciate that. When I lost him, man, he, it was it was a it was a major blow, man. It was it, it it crushed me. You know what I'm saying? It broke me down. And then right after that, I lost my godfather. So I lost the two most important men in my life in the span of almost less than two years. And so I'm like, man, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah. How am I supposed to fill all these shoes? You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I started reverting back to my old ways and my old thinking, and um. You know, got myself into some trouble. And that's that, yeah. And, and just for him to bring me right back around, he's, you know, and use that situation to make me even better now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I, lost, then I took another loss last year. You know what I'm saying? I lost my I lost my niece. And so, man, that, that was, that was I thought that was it for me. I said, yeah. I, I, I thought I lost it, man, for real. Because I was on some, like, I was on some some demonic type of thinking, man. And yeah. I'm just glad that God prepared me from that prior situation for my niece passing away. Cause I never would have thought, you know, my 26 year old niece, man, who was just a, a beautiful spirit, man, in person. And just for her to pass away like she did, man, so suddenly. Yeah. You know like right after Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It was crazy. And so, man, I, I was, I didn't realize that God was preparing me to have to go through that, you know, because I'm telling you, man, I was like really on some, like somebody has to be responsible for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was ready to risk everything and, yeah. and travel to a whole nother continent to get answers. And if I couldn't get answers, man, I was prepared to, you know what I'm saying? Throw it all away, man. And, and I'm just glad that you know, I had a stronger relationship with God because that helped me, you know, fight through those demons and, you know, get through that that spiritual warfare, man, because I was going through it, man. I was already planning to go to Africa because she passed away in Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. On a, she, was at a, she was at a festival there and she drowned in the pool. She drowned in the hotel pool, man. And um, I just, I didn't believe that, man. I, I, that, that didn't make sense, but I had to get all the facts. Because I, like I said, I was on my way down there, like, like maybe four days after it happened, I was like prepared. I'd already had people on the ground, and you know, I was about to make some real bad decisions, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just glad that you know I was, I had, I was enough into my word. God had He had matured me enough for me to you know really think through what I was thinking. And realize that it wasn't a good idea. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I had to let I had to let it go. You know? Yeah. So yeah, quick question for you here. So going back, so what would you say? What led you to forgive her? What led you to forgive her? Well, I knew that I knew that I understood where she was like me me getting to learn myself more spiritually right. helped me understand how how people can be mm. you know learning learning myself learning more about myself helped me see that okay she's struggling 
she's dealing with the things she's dealing with and she doesn't want to deal with them from a spiritual perspective because she feels like she feels like the spiritual you know perspective doesn't doesn't help her or doesn't she believes in god but she feels on her terms you know and and i can't judge her for that you know i all i can do is pray for her you yeah. know for her the things I learned by growing closer to God, you know, yeah. I, I want to be more like him in yeah. his ways because I know he'll, he'll give me favor and he'll, he'll, he'll keep me and my loved ones safe. Mm -hmm. So I have to be able to extend that to the, to the, to the people that I might, they might, I, I might consider my enemies or the people that I have hate for. Yeah. So that just, just being connected, you know, reading my scripture, you know, consistently just thinking on the things of God and thinking of what, thinking what I had at that moment, you know, all the positive things that I had going for me at that moment, even though I was in the storm, mm -hmm. I didn't really, you know, the storms weren't as bad as I thought they were, you know, because I was constantly keeping myself busy and, and working and, and fellowshipping and, you know, uh, mentoring young men and, you know, just doing all the things that, you know, my father did for me and my the male role models that did for me in my life and just shift that energy. I had to because that it was it was weighing me down. Yeah. Not forgiving her, you know. And when you when you got hate in your heart for somebody, it's gonna weigh you down because that's not the right way to be. Man, that's not man. God didn't God didn't create us to hate. He said there are times when we may have to in certain instances. You know, to protect ourselves, we may have to, you know, but we, we, that's not something that's only God can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's the only one who can, he, he's the, he's the only, he's the all, all being, all knowing, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's the only one who can do that. We don't have no right to do that. Yeah. We don't have that type of feeling. Who are we? We are, we are, we are creation. You know what I mean? We're his creation. We don't have that right, even though we were made in his image, you know, don't get it twisted. Their perfection is in us because that's what gives us life. Okay. Us be able to do this interview, you know, and to be able to do this, you know, this, this platform, you and I both still have life in us. Yeah. And that's, that comes from God. You know what I mean? Can't nobody yeah. tell me different. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, once you, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying, once you learn to channel into that and get closer to that, I just feel like it makes you a better person from the inside out and not the outside in. I agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Something else you said that was really, it was key. You said that that hatred against your ex, you saw that it, that it affected your son. And once you forgave you saw how it it changed him and helped him out for the better definitely so my question is how did that make you feel knowing that that cycle of unforgiveness and hate ended and you see your son reap the benefits how did that make you feel oh man it it, it reassured me that um that god was real Mm -hmm. I, knew, I knew that God could intervene in that, and I never stopped believing that. And so once I started letting go of that, that feeling and that, you know, I started, God started revealing himself to me 
Good. And he put us in the same place at the same time where she needed me. You know, after all them years, she had to reach out to me, you know. Mm. And that wasn't, that was, you know, that was a part of the, 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 the decision I made to forgive her. You know, stuff started happening. I was like, wow, where is this coming from? Yeah. So all I could do, like when she, when I got that phone call and I knew it was her, I, all I could do was thank God. You know, mm -hmm. I, was, man, I waited patiently. I, I stayed faithful. I did everything he wanted me to do. You know, you know, I, I ran into a few uh, roadblocks on the way, but I still kept firm and just, you know, always just trying to be better and not and not have that old thinking that I used to have. Okay. And, and it, it faded away, man, you know, because I chose, I made a conscious decision to just be like, you know, I'm not gonna let this affect me, man, because I can't, I can't live my life. I can't move on if I'm holding a, that type of grudge against somebody. Gotcha. Because I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me, you know, because I would never do nobody like that, you know? Yeah. I would never do, I'm not gonna do nothing that nobody wouldn't do to me, you know? I'm not gonna let nobody just do anything to me, but I'm not gonna, I'm not an instigator. I don't like to start trouble. I don't do none of that. Good. I mind my business and I stay out the way. Yeah, uh, like Kermit the Frog. I'm gonna just mind my business. Yep. Yeah, man, it ain't my business, man. Until you come, <laughs> until you come to my front door, then it's my then it's my business. <laughs> yeah. As long as you stay. Go ahead. Yeah, honestly, I like that. I do like that answer because it showed that you literally broke the cycle. I wanted to ask. You said you ran into a couple of roadblocks. Can you just talk about one roadblock you ran into? Um, you know, you just, uh, like after, cause he didn't come back around. My son didn't come back around until after I lost my, uh, my dad and my godfather. Yeah. And so once I, when I lost them, I was just, you know, I, I was getting, I was started falling back into my old thinking, you know, I just was just running the streets, you know, just, just being outside in the mix <laughs> yeah. you know, where, where, where bad stuff happened. You know, and so I had to find something. One of my, actually one of the people that I was I worked with, my mentor. He um, you know, he pulled me to the side and just, you know, and just showed me the love that I need and told me that I, you know, I needed to get some counseling, and get some grief counseling to deal gotcha. with awesome, you know, my father and my godfather because I wasn't dealing with it, and um, you know, not dealing with it didn't help me. You know, get closer because my son didn't come back he didn't come back around to like 2017 maybe okay so before that before 2017 i hadn't seen him about seven eight years mm. you know she i mean she would call me off and on but it wasn't consistent gotcha yeah okay. that helps thank you for that no thank problem. you for that no i wanted to ask this you said that you didn't see your son for seven years if i heard that correctly Mm -hmm. how did that affect you how did that affect your relationship how did it affect you forgiving your ex how did that affect that man i i just kind of i kept i kept thinking about what my father used to tell me you know because i was good i was married i, I was i had kids we had a house we was you know i was raising her kids we had a dog we had the white fence and all that living the american dream yeah yeah so you know that you know that compensated for the time missed with him you know what I'm saying? Because I was growing, I created my own family, you know? And so 
I knew that was a that was a good thing. You know, they would just say, God say you a man and find a wife, find a good thing, right? Yep. I believe that. You know, unfortunately our situation didn't work out because we grew apart, but yeah. We have the best relationship now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we co parenting my ten year old. So it's it's a beautiful thing. It's okay. just extend, it's extended family. That's what I look at it like. It's extended family. That's a good way to look at it. A yeah. very good way to look at it. And my family circle real small. You know, my mom, she's still living. That's a lot good. Of my, a lot of my aunts and uncles and grandparents, they all passed away when I was young. So, and my sister, she's still living. I got some brothers still living. That's good. Yeah, so we all, you know, we all pretty close. You know, I'm like I said, I'm the patriarch, so I kind of keep us all together. So, I wanted to say this that I want to commend you on, you, you had hate in your heart. And instead of it being a ripple effect that could not only affect you, but your relationship with other people and your son, because of your relationship with God and with other people, you did not. So I commend you for that. So I want to ask you, after you've learned all of that, what does forgiveness mean to you now? Oh man, um, <clears throat> forgiveness to me means means being selfless and not selfish. Mm. I like that. I like that one. That's what I would say. Mm. Can you go a little bit deeper into that? What does it mean by like selfless and not selfish? Can you go a little bit more into that? Okay. When. When we okay, let's we, let's say we're gonna start with selfish, right? Right. We know when someone is selfish, or we commit something that is a selfish act, or a selfish gesture, and you know, selfish is kind of basically means when you're only thinking about your yourself. Right. You know, in, in any given situation, all you're worried about is your own benefit, your own concern, your own care. That that's what selfish means to me. Um, you're not worried about anybody else's feelings or anything. All you care about is yours. Everything that's going on with you, <laughs> you know, that's a person that's kind of isolated from reality. Yeah. You know, because you can't you can't live in reality and be a selfish person and, and be selfish towards others and not expect that same energy in return. Okay. And when, when it comes to being selfless, and only when you grow closer to Christ and understand his ways and how he sacrificed his own life for, yeah. the, benefit, for the benefit of us, Yeah, for us to even live a life, yeah. to be even breathing right now. Yeah. Right? Christ took all of that with him to the cross. Yeah. And, and the, the, the significance of that, if you don't understand the significance of that in your existence and why you're living, then you're not living. You're not a, you're not alive. You may be alive, but you're not living. You know, I'm I'm living and I'm alive. You know mm, what I mean? It's I a like difference. That. It's a difference, man. You got a lot of people. They just alive out here. Gotcha. They got no sense of no no sense of reality. No sense of fake. What's not real? What's real? Um, uh, they don't they don't add to society. They you know, they they just don't have no type of thought process of you know, God, God tells us to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. 
and to raise our family and be good stewards of all of our resources. Yeah. You know, and, and we have to teach that to our generations to come. We have until to. until Christ does return. You know, we don't know when he's going to return. We don't. know we know we know he is going to return and we all we can do is patiently wait and continue to do what we need to do until he returns. You know, he, he's given us all assignments. So yes, if you don't know what your assignment is. I'm a, I pray that he show you your assignment so that you can get right and get on your assignment. Yeah. You know, because we all get assignments in life. You know, it's up to us to, to seek that, that the only, the only person and the only being that can show us that is God. Yeah. Assignment is on this planet, on this earth. Yeah. You know, and once we, and we got to live in that and, and just be, ex, accept everything that come with it. You know, the, the, the being, being a believer, you know, it wasn't easy. It's not easy. You know, why would it be easy? You know Definitely I mean? not. It wasn't easy for Christ to, to go on that cross. You know what I mean? It took so much to do that. Like, I could never even fathom doing that for the entire world. Like, man. Like, yeah. That's facts. That's and selfless. that's what selfless means to me. <laughs> Got you. What is one thing that you wish you learned earlier in your journey to forgiveness? Mm. I don't know. I would have, I would have, I feel like I would say when, when, um, like I used to get bullied a lot, like back in grade school and wow. stuff. And, um, you know, cause I was always, I always wore glasses. Um, ever since like probably the first grade and you know i was always into books always into reading always yeah. into expanding my mind and mm -hmm. feeding my brain with information and my history and you know I always kept my head in the book i used to help people with their homework and you know sometimes they used to take my lunch money sometimes you know till it got to a point that uh like i used to uh i got i got to the point where i learned how to defend myself but then when I learned how to defend myself, I, I got to, I became the aggressor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I wish the people that I did hurt, I wish I wouldn't have did that, you know? And so yeah. if I could go back, I would, you know, I want to forgive myself. I had to learn how to forgive myself, you know, because I couldn't take, I couldn't take my frustrations out on the people that did the stuff to me. It just, I got to a point where I was tired of it. You know, I didn't want it to be done to me anymore. So. Correct. And then I started to I started to like the way it felt, you know, and it, it take control of you sometimes when you have a a certain type of way to outlet, you know, all the yep. stuff, all the stuff that you carry inside of you. When somebody push you to the edge, and you release it, but you don't hurt the person, and now you feeling bad because you didn't mean to hurt the person, but you got pushed to that edge, you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like the person that I started to become. Mm. I made a lot of bad decisions. And so I yeah, like that's, that. probably, that's probably when I would, I wish, I wish I would have did a little different. Okay. And thank you for that. I want to ask, what is one thing you want to impart to the audience? Oh, love, love yourself, love your people, and love God. All right. 
And in no, in no, in no specific order, because you got to do all three for real. <laughs> no specific order. I don't want people to get that confused. Got you. No specific order. We know God is first, of course. We know this, but all, all three of those. Love, love, love. You just have to love. But the key of that is love. Yeah, and I'll add to that. You love, you love God. You can love people. Man, for sure. Uh, and yourself. I will say that. So I want to thank you for being on this podcast. I wanted to say, if you have any social media or websites or people for people to get to get at you, go ahead and tell them how they can connect with you. Okay, um, I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook and um, Instagram. Uh, it's Maximus the Mobile Masseuse because I'm a massage therapist, and so. You know, people can go check it out. Um, I, I've got good specials. I'm a mobile. I'm mobile, so I can come to you. You know, I got good rates, great service. It's 100. percent All right. Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate this. Uh, I really no do, problem, man. man. I, I appreciate you having me, man. Just giving me a, you know, just a lane to just share. This, you know, this is therapy for me. So good. Very. The more I talk about, you know, my past and the things that I've been through and I've endured, I, I you know, I just want to share and tell people that, you know, you can get through what you need to get through, but only with God can you do that. You know, you can't do it in your own strength. Absolutely. And don't and don't even try to do it in your own strength. You know, when 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 trials come, go straight to the Lord because you already the Lord and already brought you already through uh, a gazillion different things you've been through. Yeah, we still, we still here. So that means we got more work to do. Because you will fail if you do in your own strength. Now, that was a very, very powerful episode. I want to thank Christopher Maxwell for coming on the podcast and sharing his story. It was a blessing to have him on. When he had all that anger and hatred, he spoke about how his relationship with God helped him through that. I wanted to let you know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven in the past, present, and future. And he rose from the grave to give us eternal life, power over sin, power over the enemy, and not only the power to forgive, but a way for us to have a relationship with God. If you want to have Jesus Christ in your life, just pray this. Dear Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, my wrongdoings in the past, present, and future. I confess and believe that you died on the cross for my sins and was buried and rose again. I give my life to you, Lord. Please come into my heart and in my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, I want to say thank you and welcome to the family. I'm so happy for you. It's the best decision you can ever make in your life. Now, get into a good Bible teaching church. Ask a few friends on where there are some. Google it. You never know what you'll find. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of The Power of Forgiveness. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate on all platforms, and most importantly, share this with other people. You never know what they're going through. The Power of Forgiveness has a group page on Facebook. Join the group and get in on the conversation. The link is in the show notes. 
I also have my social media pages as well. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. That link is in the show notes as well. Leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I would love to hear from you. That link again is in the show notes. I want you all to have an amazing week and remember that forgiveness is not letting what that person or people said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life. And that it's not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be or has for you. Have a good one.